your Bibles to Exodus chapter 4. Uh, while we're turning there, I'd like to give a great thanks to, uh, to Brother Rich and Brother Lamar just for having us come down here. Uh, it's a great opportunity to be here. Uh, you know, we've been stuck in Oklahoma now for about four years, and if, if you come from Oklahoma and come to Washington, it's like two totally different worlds here. Uh, it's very beautiful besides the rain, but uh, we, we've loved it, really, honestly. We really have, and we're grateful that you guys have given us the opportunity to just come down here and to see the church and, and to pray about it, and we really are praying about it. We're very passionate about what you guys are doing here. And we love everything that's going on. But uh, if you will, we're going to start in uh, verse 10, and we're going to read down through verse 17. And it says this, And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. But I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb, or, or deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. And he said, O, o my Lord, send, I pray thee, by thy hand of him whom thou wilt send. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well. And also, behold, he cometh forth to meet thee, and when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. And thou shalt speak unto him, and put words in his mouth. And I will be with thy mouth and with his mouth, and will teach you what ye shall do. And he shall be thy spokesman unto the people, and he, he shall be even he shall, or and he shall be thy spokesman unto the people, and he shall be even he shall be to thee instead of a mouth, and sh and thou shalt be to him instead of God. And thou shalt take this rod in thine hand wherewith thou shalt do signs. Uh, I've titled this message. This morning, master excuse makers. Uh, I know we're all prone to give excuses whenever there's something that we don't want to do all of a sudden. Uh, like when my wife wants me, when it's December, January, February, when my wife wants me to take out the trash, I like to say that it's a little bit too cold outside. But there's also consequences for these whenever we don't do what we're asked to do. Uh, that's why I have a really large couch that's very comfortable. <laughs> and so... Just, just like that, though, God, you know, he, he, he asks us to do things like he has asked Moses here. And uh, I like to think sometimes that God has a sense of humor. Uh, you might think you're joking, right? Like you question God, like, are you sure you want to use me? Or are you sure that there's not someone else that's willing to go or someone else that you can use? You struggle with the idea of allowing God to take control of your life and for you to submit to that plan that he has for you. But see, when you allow your faith to be stronger than your fear, only then can God use you. Have you ever noticed faith isn't something that you struggle with when we are in control of our own lives? But as soon as a gracious and merciful God wants us to do something, we all of a sudden become what I call master excuse makers. Moses, who even the secular world considers one of the greatest leaders of all time, struggled with his faith in God. As you can see that at one point, this mighty man of God was what we would call a master excuse maker. So what brings Moses to this point in his life? See, Moses prior to this had killed an Egyptian soldier and, or 40 years ago, and now he's fled to, uh, out of Egypt, and he's been in the land of Midian, tending sheep with his father-in-law and with his life. He's living, or with his wife, not with his life, and he's living a pretty comfortable life. And one day, Moses was just walking on the backside of the of the desert, you know, he was just chilling. He was tending to his sheep, and uh, 
He was just, and God spoke to Moses from this burning bush, showing just honestly at the beginning of this, just showing how true and how real his power is. Still, Moses doesn't focus on that, and he struggles internally. As you can see in verse 9, Moses starts to give, or God starts to give Moses signs as to how the Lord will use him and to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt. And after all these signs, all of a sudden, what does Moses do? He starts to argue or debate with God. Moses begins to give excuses as to why he was not qualified to do this. He said, I had a slow, I'm slow of speech. And if you haven't noticed, me and Brother Lamar, we don't struggle with that. That wasn't one of our, one of our problems. But when ultimately Moses wasn't afraid of, of his tongue or how well he could speak, he was more scared of Pharaoh and the people in Egypt. God, in verse 11 and 12, he asked Moses a rhetorical question. God wanted Moses to realize that the Almighty God was in control of all things. As you can see, he says, And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth, or who maketh the, the dumb, or the deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? See, the problem was is that Moses was too focused on himself and not a God. Much like Moses, we as Christians, we can be focusing on ourselves. You know, it's not hard for people to focus on themselves, especially Christians. We can be very selfish at times. But we have a responsibility to be more focused on God than ourselves. But see, there's a solution that God has given for Christians who lack in their faith. God wants to use you, but you have to be willing to move out of the way to allow him to move through you. See, so God changed Moses' view there in verse 11 as he starts pointing him to not Moses' inabilities, but to God's power because he created all things. God prepared Moses by letting him receive the best education in that day and time as he was growing up as a kid. And just like Moses, God has given us his chosen people, all the resources that we need to be used by God. We have his word. We have prayer. And God showed Moses that it wasn't in his strength, but that God would protect him and provide for his needs. And even though God showed Moses that he would even be with him and that he would use him, Moses didn't stop complaining and didn't stop offering excuses. He had such little faith in who God was at the time. It was like Moses was saying, God, you know, I know that you're sovereign and I know that you're in control of all things, but you're not sovereign enough for me. It's as if he was saying, you're not good enough for me. But see, once God told Moses that he was in control, Moses began to give these excuses to an all-knowing God, as if God didn't know what Moses was going to struggle with and what his inabilities to, were, were. See, Moses tried to reason with God, and like Moses, we as God's people oftentimes are cautious towards his call. There is no sufficient debate for not submitting to God's will. Moses missed the whole point from God. See, God was speaking through, to, through Moses to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt so that they might believe, as it says in uh, verse 9. But Moses still continues backwards in his service towards the Lord, uh, even to a fault. For now we can no longer impute it to humility and modesty, but it was more of a cowardness and a lack of faith. He pleads that he was no good spokesman. Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, as he says in verse 10. He was a great philosopher, a statesman, and divine, and yet no orator, a man of a clear head, great thought, and solid judgment, but had not a voluble tongue or ready utterance. And therefore he thought himself unfit to speak before great men about great affairs, in, instead of in danger of being run down by the Egyptians. But see, God is pleased sometimes to choose people as his messenger, who have the fewest of the advantages of art and nature, that his grace in them may appear the more glorious through them. See, Christ's disciples were no orators, but yet they turned the world upside down. Moses' biggest, biggest reason that Moses's biggest reason that he struggled so much with the call of God in his life was because he was focused on himself. 
and his ability. If you notice how many times he says, I and my, he never once said God's power and God's strength. Once again, God gives Moses examples of his promise and power to encourage him in the great undertaking. He repeats the promises of his presence. Not only in general, he says, I will be with thee, but he says, I will be with thy mouth and I will be with thy speech, that it would not hinder God's message at all. See, it does not appear that God removed this, uh, that God removed this infirmity, whatever it may have been, but he did that which was equivalent and he taught him what to say. Others at this time, someone said, others had spoke more gracefully, none spoke more powerfully than Moses. Note, those whom God employs to speak for him ought to depend upon him for instruction, and it shall be given them what they shall speak. You notice when we get so caught up in our abilities and our struggles, we lose faith in the power of an amazing God. See, God can renew your faith, and he does that just by showing you his abilities. God showed mercy to Moses in this passage. He, God declared his power to Moses once again. God's power will be shown unto Christians when they, when they get called to his service. We can overcome our fears of inadequacy, just like Moses did, by trusting that the all-knowing God will work through you. God's power will be sufficient for you to do his will. We just have to stop focusing on ourselves and our abilities, but it's not going to be easy to submit to God's will. It's not going to be easy allowing yourself to get out of the way and allow God to take control. Only then, though, will you be able to do God's will and uh, to do great things. See, God is willing to use you, but few are willing to be used by God. God has a plan for every one of y'all's lives. There is a potential that you could reach, but to reach that potential, we have to have the faith in who he is. God's power balanced out Moses' weakness as you look in 15 through 16. And see, just like Moses' weakness, Christians that feel inadequate can have the same victory over their fears with God's power. God wants our faith to rest in his ability and not our own. And he bids that, we t and he bidded that Moses would take this rod with him in his hand. In verse 17, he says to to intimate that he must bring and about his undertaking rather by acting than by speaking these signs. He says, take this rod, the rod he carried as a shepherd, that he might not be ashamed of that which God called him to do. This rod must be his staff of authority. And after all these signs, Moses finally submitted to what the Lord had called him to do. And just like Moses, you can overcome your fear or your lack of, fear or your lack of faith with the power of a sovereign God. I remember the first time... Uh, Brother Lamar kind of gave my testimony, but as I've been at Heartland, I remember the first time that I submitted to go to Heartland. Uh, it was like all of a sudden, you know, I was comfortable in my life, but it was all of a sudden I didn't want to go. I didn't have a job. I didn't have money. And I, I was reluctant, but I finally went. And whenever I got there, it took three months until I got a job. And whenever I finally got a job, I didn't have the money to pay my school bill. And I noticed that the one big problem that I was having is that I was I was trying to do what God wanted me to do and not letting God use me to do what he wanted me to do. So whenever I finally submitted to that and I got out of the way and I just started praying, I was like, God, you know, I feel like you've left me alone here, but I know this is what you wanted to do. All of a sudden, I got a raise at work and uh, somebody just randomly paid $1,000 on my school bill. I was like, wow, okay, so this, this faith thing really does work. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, I know, it's, it's, it's funny, right? Yeah. See, the problem is, is that much like me and much like Christians today, you could be relying on your own strength. When God wants to work through you and wants to use you for his glory and honor. But you and I, oftentimes, we get in the way because we focus on ourselves and our abilities and not God's power. But what, what, but what good is trust if it's never tested? See, I know it's easier said than done, but God has a greater purpose than you could ever imagine. 
Moses never expected to be used in the way that he was used for God. See, but if you don't submit to God's will for your life, he'll make an example out of you. Jonah, for example, was swallowed up by a whale until he submitted to the Lord. Uh, to sh- and, or you, can have the, you have the opportunity, just like Moses and just like Lo- Jonah, to submit and show God's glory or rebel and suffer God's judgment. Moses had the same opportunity to show his faith in God the first time. He was called. He didn't want to trust in God. He wanted to stay exactly where he was. He was comfortable. But see, someone said, God never said that the journey would be easy, but he did say that the arrival would be worthwhile. See, I guarantee that Moses would go back and change his response. After seeing all the things that the Lord did through him, he would go back and change his response to the Lord the first time. We find oftentimes that when we don't run from the Lord's will or call, that his plan was so much better for us than we could ever imagine. When we become so consumed with fear that we allow ourselves to get in the way of God's plan, when ultimately all he wants is just a faithful servant to just submit. You have a choice to make. Am I going to allow my fear to dominate my life, or am I going to get over my fears and trust in the all-knowing God? See, God's plan is far greater for you than you could ever imagine. I know it's hard to do. Uh, Matthew Henry said, Faith is a living, daring confidence in God's grace, so sure and certain that a man could stake his life on it a thousand times. Don't live a life full of regret, but one that is incomplete surrender to the Lord. You know, it would be sad to know that already some of you have already given excuses this year as to why you can't come to church or why you can't invite that coworker to church or share the gospel with them. We tell God, I can't, walk in, I can't talk in front of others or I don't like that person at, at the church or I'm, I'm comfortable where I am right now in life. Well, you can make all the excuses that you want to right now, but there is coming a judgment day when all of those excuses won't be good enough. There will come a day when we stand before God and give accounts for the things that we have done here on earth. There will never be an excuse good enough as to why you couldn't have faith in God. All you have to do is trust him. I've noticed that when, uh, when my walk with the Lord isn't where it should be, then my faith in God isn't where it should be. And then you can become more equipped whenever your walk isn't where it should be and your heart should be, it, it becomes easier to give excuses to God. But when you truly walk with the Lord and daily experience his goodness and grace is when you allow yourself to get past the excuses And then you are prepared so you can be greatly used by God. I wonder how many through the ages, and maybe today, have been or are offering God excuses. I wonder how many aren't here today because of someone's lack of obedience because of an excuse. Question is, are you all in? Are we adequate to do God's call for our lives? Yes. But we can't, or do we have inadequacies to do God's will for our life? Yes. But we can't allow those inadequacies to be what stops us from showing God's power to, to the people that he calls us to reach. Nike has this slogan that we all know. It's just do it. And it sounds simple enough, doesn't it? Well, my question to you is, what's your excuse then? Let's pray. The Lord, I just want to thank you for this great opportunity.